Assalamualaikum. Praise be to Allah. Welcome to this episode of Maha Speaks. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to tune in and to listen to the show. Um, this is a different episode. We have already released um, four or five other editions of Maha Speaks, and we are excited to present some of the other components to the podcast, and this is called Settle on the Best Part. And today with Settle on the Best Part, the whole concept of that is, again, looking at the good within people, looking at the good that they're doing, and focusing on self-improvement. So sometimes with self-improvement, as you know, we have to um, look at those uh, impediments that keep us away from being our best selves, our way away from being who we should be by Allah's permission and mercy. And so today's um, part settled on the best part, which is going to include a very, you know, um, articles, it's going to include interviews, it's going to include just one-on-ones, just like what I'm doing today. Um, and so I just want to get started in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. Again, welcome to this episode of Maha Speaks. And this is going to settle um, um, or be about settling on the best part. This is really um, my attempt to offer something that I had been thinking about for years. And it wasn't until COVID hit that it really came to the surface. And I wanted to delve deeper into it um, because I see it in others. I've seen it in myself. And I just want to uproot it, talk about it, and get us closer to getting rid of it so that we can become closer to the God. So in this episode, we're going to identify and uproot and destroy envy. That is today's topic. I want to say this, two things, a disclaimer. Resist the need to think about anybody other than yourself. When you do begin to think about somebody else, I want you to go back to the beginning and think about yourself each and every time it happens. The other thing is I'm not an expert in this. I've seen it. I've read about it. We know about it, how envy destroys our people, black people specifically, um, how through my research, I learned that you don't even know, perhaps, that you were, have been envied um, or you have envied others. Wow. It's just, it's just it's mind-blowing of how this is um, manifest, you know. And so I'm thankful to a lot of that. I've always wanted to look into it and um, – you know, knowledge is power, and so we're going to get right into it. In these times, we have to strive to become one with God. You know, I'm reading from notes, so and I'll part off from that. He is present, and we have to trust that he is speaking through the events of today. We have to rely on him, and we have to fight for our lives like never before from the enemy outside. But more importantly, y'all, the internal formidable enemy that's inside of us that always attracts the external enemy, which compacts the pain, okay? So we have to look within ourselves, you know what I'm saying, so that we can get closer. And we've got to go to the root of stuff, y'all, because God is present and God is making his kingdom 
established. It is here. And we can't go in with the old mind and with the thoughts of the enemy in us and and, and this world, you know. So I'm going to read something in the beginning. Struggle means that there's something that you must move against that is natural, a natural impediment to prove yourself. You have to break through that impediment. What flows from that is a creation of uh, oneself that glorifies God. One can never overcome the natural obstacles and impediments to one's growth without faith that tells us that this is in front of us and um, is not an immovable object. So Jesus said, if you had faith, a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to the mountains, be removed, and it would be so. Or you could say to the sycamore tree, be uprooted and planted in the depths of the sea. Faith in God is the prerequisite to overcome adversity. Did you hear that? Faith in God is the prerequisite to overcome adversity. With a Muslim, when we say Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, it is a prayer seeking the help of Allah to help us in whatever we are engaged in. That comes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in a series of interviews between him and Brother Jabril Muhammad and um, him, and you can find that in Closing the Gap. Okay, so I just want to also say that I'm going to be using um, various sources that I researched about the word in the um, excerpts from um, the the, the uh, article Indian Jealousy um, that was dated back in 1971, most powerful. Uh, the Self-Improvement Study Guides, which is the basis for community development, articles and interviews on the minister and other people, and, um, and also what Allah showed me about Envy, um, my experiences, um, me actually after researching that I could have been guilty of this or was guilty of this. Wow, what a blessing to learn um, about things and, and share with others. It's just a blessing. So let's get started. Again, I want to thank you all and welcome you to My Heart Speaks. Um, be sure to subscribe and follow me at everything. Um, Maha Millionaire, M-A-H-A Millionaire, um, on all social media platforms. And so I'm excited, and I hope you are too. Okay. So like I said, I've been wanting to share this um, um, for years and just never really thought about it. But it wasn't until COVID that it really started to come out and a lot started to give me more clarity and understanding about the destructive power of this and how it hides. Um, behind behaviors and thinking, you know, it's very deep. Okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, I'm so excited. This is really, 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 really a blessing. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so I grew up being told um, to shut up or be quiet. Sometimes the F word was included. Therefore, I would talk to myself. I always wanted to be heard. I always wanted to be, um, though, uh, I always wanted to tell those people to shut up, too. And I used the F word. Of course, this was all in my head, you know, because I dare not <laughs> say it aloud. Or I wouldn't be reading this today, all right? Or you know how we do. We grew up in the 70s, and our parents did not play. You got hit with anything that was close to her or him. 
and um, we still alive. <laughs> Today, you will be in jail if you did some of the stuff, all right? My mama didn't play. She's a gangster still to this day, and I love her for that spirit because it is a part of me, and um, it helps me fight. But not speaking up as a young child, a teenager, and even a young adult, and even sometimes today caused me great pain. It kept me out of trouble. Other And other times it uh, caused me to be victimized and to suffer in silence. Um, you know, I tried to provide an atmosphere where my son, um, who just turned 25, I can't believe I have a 25-year-old son, an adult male child. Like, he's not a child anymore. He's like a man. 25 is like this, clearly. He's <laughs> not like 21 even. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, but I did. I tried to provide an atmosphere where my son could talk to me. I would call it mother-son talk. And I, the rules were he could express to me whatever he wanted to say, as long as it was true, and that he was um, respectful. And I asked him to be mindful of when he needed to talk to other people to have those same principles. And as long as you're respectful, you know, you should be able to communicate with people, okay? Um, I told him that if, you know, one of the rules was if you violate that, you can't talk to me. And so I do that. You cannot talk to me any kind of way. I will not tolerate it, all right? So we do pretty much pretty good, but sometimes, you know, he, he's an adult, he's a young person, and you know, um, our relationship is growing in different ways. And so if that comes out, I just, I refuse and will not participate in being offended. Um, I don't care who you are. Um, that, again, comes from my mama. I don't care who you are. But, you know, for the most part, um, if I have to inject that, he's very clear on what that means. And, you know, we adjust, Okay. So, but anyway, growing up, not speaking up when I really wanted to, um, now forces me to unlearn childhood thinking and behavior as an adult. So I have to work hard at this, you know. What I like about my husband is a safe zone, all right, and we can share what we are seeing. Um, we can share what we want to know more about or what we've even learned. Um, and one of the things that I'm learning, too, just with, with COVID, and we'll talk about that in just a second, um, we have to learn to be critical thinkers, and um, we have to go where we find the truth and knowledge and understanding and wisdom, okay? And we have to fight um, leading towards our, giving our opinions, um, but most um, because, like I said, most times it's based on misinformation, it's based on our egos. It's based on wanting to be the first one. It's based on lies even, you know, emotions, right? And so we should um, should entertain um, people who are prone to always having an opinion because it's usually gossiping and slandering other people, you know. Um, how much time we have to talk about other people's, I promise you, blows my mind, especially when our lives are a hot, fiery mess. I just, I just cannot imagine you using this time to do this. Um, you know, I don't engage in wanting criticizing um, our people. In fact, in my research, I learned that envious people got a lot of time on their hands, and that's what we're going to talk about: envy and how to uproot it and how to destroy it and identify it. Okay, envy is an intense emotion. The minister said re recently, um, envy is like a retrovirus. 
the retrovirus. You know, I never heard that term before. You know, I went to school and had science. I ain't never heard that. I, I, I mean, I barely heard of viruses. You know, I I, I don't recall hearing it in school, but I'm sure I heard it. I, I think I might have heard it when somebody got sick, you know. But a term um, retrovirus. So I looked it up, you know. But basically, a retrovirus is a virus that attaches to RNA. Um, it takes a single strand. Well, RNA is a single strand, right? Um, and it attaches to the DNA, which is who you, you're you made up of. It tricks the DNA into thinking that they are the same. While tricking that healthy cell, it begins to duplicate itself um, without being detected. You know, I just was like, wow. And once it's detected, it has destroyed that healthy cell and ultimately, ultimately, like, takes over the immune system, and it even leads to death, okay? A retrovirus is like coronavirus, but only to the extent um, that them both having a single-strand RNA. Um, they say retroviruses are forever. I don't know about this, but an example of retrovirus is HIV. Now, HIV is relatively new. I think we started learning about it in the early 80s. They tried to say monkeys had it, and then they blamed the homosexual community, gay men specifically. And, you know, it just came about. So <laughs> I don't think it's forever. Um, but I, that's how I started. It, uh, retrovirus goes into much more detail. So if you want to learn more about that, um, please, please, please research it if you want to. Um, um, why does talk about viruses? Because envy um, is a virus, so says the minister, a retrovirus. Um, and I don't want any part of that in my heart or immune system, okay? Um, it's really a spiritual disease, envy, and it must be murdered, y'all. It must be. Um, but we got to know how to identify it in us and others, okay? We have to know how it looks, how it operates, um, and, you know, go from there. Now, did you know that an uh, envious person is the worst kind of person? Why? Because he or she will kill you, okay? Did you hear what I said? They will kill you. It's different from a person that's jealous. It's different from a person that's they're similar. But an envious person will kill you, okay? So let's look at a few of the characteristics that I found that were stuck out to me while studying envy, okay? Okay, so a couple of these characteristics, um, I, again, I don't know everything, but I just found that these stuck out, and they are really deadly, okay? Number one, envy is sneaky. Sneaky, okay? It compares. Okay, number three, it's self-tormenting. Okay, number four, it is a disturber of the peace. I think we can all pretty much say cool with that. And it distorts perception. Okay, so think about that. Sneaky, number two, compares. Number three, self-tormenting. Number four, a disturber of the peace. And number five, distorts perception. Okay, so I'm I'm clear that this is going to take more than one episode because it's just a lot. And so um, it may be two, it might be three, but I'm going to try to get across in three. Okay, so just be patient with me. Again, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to just share information and perhaps it will be useful to you. Um, and it may be uncomfortable, but if we can get through this, if we can just 
listen and pause for a second, get through it, analyze it, um, examine it, and if it if we are guilty of it, let's correct it, okay? All right. There are times when I have to speak the truth. Um, there are times when I'm forced to do that, you know, and it's very uncomfortable, you know, um, but I have to do it, all right? I'm just sick of all the negativity. Um, I'm sick of us attacking each other, and I just need to understand where it comes from. Don't. I just need to understand it. Okay, so anyway, I like positivity, right? Not that I haven't had negative times in my life or have been negative, but I think for the most part all of us like positivity, right? We want to hear good news, right? We want to live in heaven while we live, right? I, like you, don't want to have some pie in the sky after I die, okay? I don't know who started that said that, but I really like the, the description of that. <laughs> um, you know, because other cultures are living good. They got money, they got luxury, they got food, they got friendships and all walks of life. They living on heaven and heaven on earth, right? But we're told that we got to die to go to heaven to get what we got, what they got on earth, right? So why do we have to die to get to that, right? Well, um, why do the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor, Right? So we're going to, you know, these are things you got to ask yourself. And I think envy has a lot to do with that. You know, I think it makes our quality of life and our health really bad. And so, I, again, I just want to, <laughs> I really want to talk about this. All right. So, um, but before I do it, we got to talk about the COVID-19 virus. As you know, um, at the time of this writing, um, we're in the second wave, and it's hitting us very hard, okay? Um, the World Health Organization, WHO, um, reports that there are 63,360,234 confirmed cases of COVID-19, 1,495,825 deaths. America has 26,875 um, 1,600 confirmed, 671 confirmed cases, 727,679 deaths. This is at the time you're writing. This has changed, okay, because the writing was just yesterday, literally. Um, and Europe has 19,053,245 confirmed cases with 426,892 deaths. Brothers and sisters, did you hear what I said? Half of those confirmed cases, half of them, and nearly um, half of uh, uh, the confirmed cases and half of the deaths are from America alone. All right? Why is that? All right? Some of us are still in denial or in complete rebellion to something so simple. These are unselfish protocols, wearing a mask, washing your hands for 20 minutes, practice, practicing social distancing at least six feet. Stay home if you don't got to go out. Stay home. Um, and all these protocols have proven to be safe, right? We have many family members and friends who have been infected with the virus, and some of our family and friends have died. May Allah be pleased with them. And, you know, we are taught by the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan that those who passed away from the coronavirus are martyrs. A martyr 
in Latin just means a witness. It also means someone used as a living sacrifice and a victim for a greater cause. And then this cause, and, and this call is from God, the Most High. Whenever something happens on a global level and affects everyone and everything at the same time, you better know that it's from God, all right? It is from the heavens for God's purpose yet to be fully realized because we're in the middle of it, okay? I offer condolences to everyone who has expired, who has passed away, who has transitioned, returned to Allah. I am deeply saddened for you and your family, and I mourn with you by giving this to God and by asking him to make things plain so that we can accept his active and permissive will, whether we see him in it or not. This is hard on everybody. COVID-19. We are all fatigued, but we don't have to be fatigued. And um, if we are connected to the source of life, you know, so prayers for everyone for healing, prayers for us to be connected with the God, okay? Right. And so 
I want you to just think about some things um, going with that, using that creative energy um, to do something with it. Why? Because people who are not working out their salvation, who are not fulfilling their paper, uh, purpose, are usually prone to being envious and jealous. That's just the way it is. If you ain't working, if you're not doing something, if you're not fulfilling your dreams and your purpose, you got time to think about what other people do. Thus, we talked about one of the components being comparing yourself to other people. So you got to take that creative energy that Allah is allowing you to have right now. You and I have to use that creative. We got to act on it, right? And if you go to my website, Maha Millionaire, you'll find um, some courses, master courses that you can take. Um, that will help you unlearn some behaviors so that you can unlock um, your creativity, right? A lot of us need money, so I'm, I'm asking you to sign up for the 21 Days to Financial Freedom and how to start a home-based business webinar. Why? Because you need some immediate relief, right? You need immediate relief, and you got to take this creative energy that you have and learn how to unlock some stuff so that you can start generating money because you lost your job. Okay, you lost your job, so you got to do that. Okay, so that's going to help you curse some of these envious tendencies that you have, wallowing and pity and being jealous of other people. Um, so this is something that you can do. Go at your self-pace. It's very inexpensive. It's an investment in yourself, and I want you to do that. While you're doing that, you can start, if this affects you, um, looking at, how envious in your life, perhaps, or how people are envying you and how you can maybe refer them to something so that they can um, help themselves, okay? So when you go on my Mayor, you can look for the Master's tab and go from there. I started this paragraph, uh, podcast as a result of the pandemic, and I took those training courses, and I've had immediate results, and I'm so thankful to Allah for that. So we're you know, I want you to invest in yourself. I don't spend money on things I don't have to spend on. Um, I only spend it on uh, things that I need. I was able to save a lot of money. I was able to get some things done. And um, I learned some new tools. I'm practicing them, and I'm looking forward to generating income. Um, um, but you got to do study. you got to research. You know, unemployment is not going to last forever. In fact, I'm out of work. Everything that I did, Ended because of COVID. I worked in the schools, right? I, I volunteered. I did events. All of that shut down. You know, I did Uber. I did Lyft. I'm not being in the car. I can't do that, you know. So COVID, you know, shut everything down, right? So you got to go in there. My familiar could master tab. This will get you generating with a small investment in yourself. Start researching, doing some exercises. Start practicing what it said, and you will see results within that short time, okay? You got to trust and believe it. All right, so now, the podcast is not perfect, okay, y'all? It's not perfect, um, but I am trying, and with a lot of help, it's going to get better. All right, back to envy. Envy comes uh, from the Latin word individua. It is a derivative of the verb individuare. It means to look at, scan at, at, uh, asking at, Regard with ill will, be jealous of, cast the evil eye on. Invidere is a compound of the pre, 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 excuse me, pre, 
preposition and preposition, excuse me, and prefix in, uh, meaning in, into, at, and the simple verb vitere means to see. Envy is a feeling of discontent, covetousness, excuse me, (laughs) with regard to another's advantages, success, possessions. Um, To envy somebody means to feel resentful and unhappy because someone else is um, someone else possesses something that um, you think you should have, um, you uh, or someone has achieved, or you know, um, pretty much that's it. Individualness um, means to calculate um, ill will or have feelings of again resentment or give offense to. It's hateful. It's sensibly. It's unfairly discriminating. It's injurious causing or tending to cause animosity, resentment, or envy. So number one, remember I said there were five that I'm listing, right? Five that I'm listing. One, envy is sneaky. It has many faces. Did you know that? You can, uh, let me ask you a couple questions. Can you look at someone and tell if they're envious? Like for real. Um, What if uh, envy was a crime, right, and uh, someone was arrested and they were charged with practicing envy on you? (laughs) Can you pick them out in the lineup? Can you describe how they look, right? Um, It is all but impossible to point out envy when you don't know what it is. Someone asked the question, if you um, were to draw an envious person, how would that person look? And they said the reason is due to the fact that envy in a person cannot be detected apart from that person's relation to the one he or she envies. Envy is a verb. It's an action word, right? An action um, or, or the word, and, and, and I want to say this too, and we're going to talk about this hopefully in part one, but part two for sure. Um, Envy sometimes can be misunderstood, and that's very important because a lot of times people think, are they envious of me and this, that, and that, and this really has nothing to do with that, okay? Um, um, we will talk about how it can be uh, misunderstood, okay? So, but have you ever had a seed dropped on you and began to feel different about the person after talking to someone you trusted or loved or even a stranger, right? Um that could be because you were injected with the seed of discord and content, uh, and possibly that seed was a seed of envy, right? The next thing you know, you don't like the person that you liked before the seed was dropped on you, right? And sometimes a monster comes out of you because you never liked them in the first place, and now you got a partner that hates them like you hate them, you realize all of a sudden. And other times you're confused because you if you're honest with you, you're like, I really like them. Why don't I like them no more? Why do I have this discontent? And if you sit still, you'd be like, oh, I was good until I talked to so-and-so. Oh, my God. Dang it. And now, depending on how deep you are in the mud with that, you may or may not be able to rectify that. And you may have injured somebody. Intentionally or unintentionally, you've entered that. And now you got to go make up for that, right? So you got to be careful. Envy is toxic, y'all, and it's an unredeemable emotion, an intense feeling, unless God intervenes. Envy is a disease of the heart. How to identify it? An envious person is different from a person who is jealous. A jealous person is overt, 
An envious person is covert. A jealous person will act out their jealousy most times by being possessive, bitter, or resentful. And, you know, they say God is a jealous God, but he don't act like us. He don't be like, okay, oh, okay, you know what? All right, I got you. I got you. That's how we do. God is a jealous God because all he desires from us is for us to not set up a God beside them. He gives, he don't send us a bill for our heart, our lungs, blinking our eyeballs, breathing the air. He don't give us a bill for using your arms a hundred times. You had a plan for a hundred, hundred arm lifts, and you used a hundred and two, and he he not sending your bill for that, <laughs> right? He is a jealous God, and you you will say, you know, you'll get the credit to the white man. I'm so glad you gave me this job because, or you know, whoever is your boss. Uh, he gave me this job because if y'all hadn't got this job, it wasn't them giving you the job. It was God answering your prayers. But you give the job to your connect that gave you a hookup. You don't even think about him. So he's a jealous God in that sense. But he don't take that out on you, right? Um, so like how we would do. An envious person um, is like that too. But an envious person, they are hidden, right? They are working behind your back to, like, destroy you. You know what I'm saying? They smile in your face. They do everything that you think are, is, is what you like. You like their best friends, but all along they're bullying inside, hating you for what you have accomplished, right? So I got to thinking, I was like, wow, this is deep. In my studies, I came across um, the site of Islam, and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, the sun is the master of germinating all seeds. Oh, my God, right? Um he said the sun is like a ball of fire. And I believe, I think, and I'll correct this in the next podcast if, if I have to, um, I think it burns at 14,000 degrees, right? We know it's 153,000 um, miles in diameter. We know it's 93 million miles away from the earth, right? But she doesn't spin herself. The sun gives us life and warmth. It gives us heat. It controls everything in the universe. It rotates everything, the sun, the moon, the planets. But God made it. You know what? I don't know where the fuel comes from, and it, it was talking about that in the flag of Islam. We don't know if, we don't know where it comes from, but we can let's just say it's God's will. And at any rate, um, the spin, uh, the, the the sun makes the earth spin at 1,000, 37 and one-third miles per hour, right? So God made the sun, though. That's the whole point. Well, in this case, could envy have power like the sun in the sense that it germinates? Germinate what? It germinates hatred. Hatred of who? Me, yes, at the surface. You, yes, at the surface. But deep down inside, it's germinating hatred. It's festering over hatred for God. Why? Because the envious person will kill you. Deep down inside, they hate God for giving you talents that they should not, that they think they should have instead of focusing on the talents and gifts that God gave them. That's why I referred you to the website, and you know you've been wanting to do some stuff, and there are other people who are offering different things. You've got to stay active. You've got to stay busy, right? Because this is going to help kill those potential emotions that are negative in you, Right? So you kill me or I kill you, why? Because 
It's easy. I can't heal God. All right? You don't see the sun or the moon being jealous of and envious of the sun or any other other planets. Why? Because they got their own place. It's above their pay scale, right? They got their own worries, uh, roles to worry about. You don't see, it's like this, you don't see them trying to destroy the sun. Because destroy just, the sun would just burn them up. It just destroyed them, right? That's why they're millions of miles away. Because if they get any closer, things will shift in the universe, okay? Uh, the sun, you know, is so powerful. It hits everybody at the same time. Everybody gets the same. If it's 95 degrees, the rich don't get 96 and you get 94 or 20. You know what I'm saying? If they're in the same city in the same heat, it's all equal, right? So the sun is so powerful at any distance, right? And you can feel it at any distance. Um, now, we don't read stories about the National Geographic um, saying we believe there was a war between them. You know, a war is about to start. Jupiter and Uranus is about to lead a revolt against <laughs> the sun. We're about to take that, about to take the sun down, right? No such thing. But even if it was possible, they would still run into God, who is the source of creation. God gave the sun that type of power, that type of energy and force, not the sun, I mean, not the moon, not the planet. He gave it to the sun, right? So back to envy. And this is all really dealing with envy. You already know about the stories of Cain and Abel. He envied his brother. The one that hurts my heart probably the most is the story of Joseph and how his brothers were so envious of him and how many times they tried to kill him and hate him. It just was horrible. It just it brings me pain to read that story. Um, the apostle Jews hated Jesus. The Quraysh hated Prophet Muhammad. Pharaoh hated Moses. Hypocrites and disbelievers hated the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. The wicked rulers of today hate the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. And guess what? So does your so-called family and friends. Hate you. Hate me. Right? This is all due to a disease of the heart called envy. Like the sun, they're boiling inside, yet they pretend to be happy for you while they are plotting and scheming to take your life, your position, your man, your wife, your livelihood, your respect, your possessions. They don't want you to have it, right? They don't even want it. They just don't want you to have it, right? This is why envy is sneaky, is devious, is underhanded. You know how sneaky children can be and, and all of that. You already know. They be sneaking cookies and stuff. You come back, the cookie's gone. You're like, who, who took the cookie? You're like, when did he even have time to You don't even know, right? What about a thief that these good seeds could steal so fast from you. You don't even know what hit you until maybe hours or days later. And you just can't believe how did they get in your purse when it was on your arm. You just don't understand, right? They're sneaky and they're quick, right? Envy is an emotion that has, uh, that is directed towards another person. And without another person, a target or a victim, envy cannot happen.
Uh, and I, but before we get into the next characteristic, which is compares, I want to read to you an interview real quick um, um, uh, that, uh, yeah, that's in Closing the Gap, and you can find this on page 124 and 127, right? Brother Jabril asked the minister this question. He said, Brother Minister, about a week and a half ago, I showed you the chapter titled Minister Farrakhan's Magnificent Answer out of the uh, little book entitled, Is It Possible That the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is Still Physically Alive? You were somewhat amazed over your own words. There have been many instances where you look back at your words that you have spoken to me in interviews, such as this interview and in your speeches, etc., with utter and genuine surprise. Please comment. The minister said, I was with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad one day, and they were playing a tape of him speaking. He made a point, and he applauded. He was excited, and he said, boy, Allah really gave me something there. Well, I'm like that, too. You give me a question, I give you an answer, but the answer comes as inspiration. Then, if I'm blessed to be able to read what I said, sometimes I ask the question, did I say that? Well, I didn't say it. He said it through me. But now I'm fascinated and often overwhelmed by what came out of my mouth. It just dropped me almost to the floor in humility to know that God would use me in this way to glorify him and his servant, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and to help our people and the people of the earth out of the condition that 6,000 years of satanic rule has put humanity under. I am awed and overwhelmed that Allah saw fit to use me in such a magnificent way. You are right. Okay, I'm reading that part because it describes how both of them marvel over what they said, but they gave the credit back to God. Well, what about you and I? Do we give credit where credit belongs? Or does this um, or could this get produced jealousy and envy of other people? This is how envy compares. Comparing means to examine two or more objects, an idea or people, in order to note similarities and differences, to equate, evaluate, compete. Envious people always competing with you, always. Now, that's one thing that you can't see. They always compete. They test you. It's opposition. They analyze. Um, and or measure. Envy becomes possible when two people become capable of mutual comparison. It's how one compares, it is how one compares his or herself to the other that determines whether or not envy occurs. Envy is a drive or an urge to compare oneself individually to another. Remember that word, individuals? That's why I read that, right? I hate it when people compare me to my younger sister who was serious about academics. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like learning, but I did not like school. On the other hand, she was, like, getting all A's and stuff. And me, I was like, good, as long as I don't get an F, I'm cool, right? Um, if it didn't attack, uh, catch my attention, I really did not. Um, you know, I didn't care. As long as I passed the class, I was definitely a surface. Um, dweller in terms of learning, right? Again, bad behaviors, having to unlearn right now. That was good in some respects, but it really wasn't a good habit to pick up because, you know, um, with this world, all of the knowledge that you were given, you're probably using what's on the pen, head of a pen, like a little pen, like a safety pen, that's how much the world knowledge is. You don't even use some of that stuff. You know, I've got an associate's degree. I ain't never 
I've never got hired because of an associate degree. I don't know very many people um, who have, and I know there are people who get hired because of their business or, uh, you know, master's and, 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 and um, bachelor's degree, but I'm sure you don't use that information, <laughs> right? It's usually from your experience anyway. That's, that's why we got student loans and all of that, because really, if we really took, if that information was valuable in school, we would have been able to change our condition and we wouldn't be in debt and, and laddled down with all these things that come in there. Anyway, um, I remember once um, a high school teacher said, you're nothing like your sister. And I was like, yeah, she is she and I am me with a like straight up attitude, straight up in your face attitude. My, kiss, my that teacher, I can't give her name, <laughs> but she was like, um, she just shrugged her shoulders at me in disgust, right? <laughs> Fast forward, um, this was a few years ago, I um, there was a mutual friend. In fact, it was one of our, our teachers, um, the beloved Mr. Ernest Roger, or Ernie Rogers was a great jazz musician. He was our assistant principal, our um, assistant swim coach. You know, a teacher, a music teacher, he's just phenomenal. You all may know him from the big N.O. Northwestern High School. Yay, yay. All right. But anyway, you all may know him. But I saw her at this funeral, and she ran, runs to me. She's like, Malika, oh, my God, I just knew you would be great. I just knew, you know, oh, my God, look at you. And she motions me to come over and sit next to her. My sister was there, though. My sister that she compared me to, like, 20-some years earlier, you know, and, and and were frowned up at me because I just wasn't smart, or in her head I wasn't. Um, she just, I knew you would do great things, come sit next to me. She wouldn't let me leave. She, like, got me right there. And then, um, you know, she saw that I was a Muslim follower of the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan. That's the only thing that I could say that she was there because I hadn't talked to her. I didn't tell her what I was doing. It was my demeanor. It was what I was wearing, I'm sure. It was something that attracted her. I don't know what it was, but God drew her and had her see that to me because I hadn't seen her since high school, right? Well, when she compared me at high, in high school to my sister, you know, I, I just, it, I resented her. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't like being compared to. I don't like people comparing me, and I have to be careful with comparing other people. It boxes people in, right? So her comparing me to my sister actually helped me strive harder to do better, um, which is what I think in the end she wanted me to do. But what happens to you and I when we compare our success or lack thereof to other people? What if you're doing this and you're not doing what you were supposed to do on earth? Right? What happens if you, when you compare yourself, you're in a sunken space? Do you become green with envy, right? Do you become sad? Does your boil, blood boil when you see other people doing what you, um, what, what other people are doing um, and you think it's better or whatever? Do you become obsessed with trying to do what they do? Do you compare yourself to make yourself feel equal or uh, to them or to feel better? Do you think you're less valuable because you're not shining in that moment, right? Is all your time trying to compete with them? I think you get my point, right? So when we compare ourselves individually, right, you're, you're actually saying unlike your alien, and it produces a hostile producing comparison. You may not even know that. The word indi individualist um, 
when you see that word, that's an envious person um, who sees the possessions of another person, both material and immaterial. The envier would like to see the one he or she envies dispossessed and deprived of those possessions. They want to see them humiliated, right, or hurting, right? And um, they want what they have. They are blinded by the fact that it is all comes from God, right? The funny thing, too, envious people don't like to be envied. You would think that they could handle it, but they can't, right? It hurts them to see you have things, success, attention, and favor. No matter how hard you work to get what you have, it pains them to see you have what you have. It makes them feel inferior, or they think they are lacking something, okay? So, oh, that was a lot. And so I don't want to overwhelm us because some of us might be getting triggered, and that's not what I want to do. I wanted to just list some stuff because envy comes, it, it, again, it's sneaky, meaning it's disguised. Um, and we talked about envy being, um, it, it possessed the characteristic of comparing, right? So think about what we shared today. Think about um, the sneaky behavior of envy, see if you are affected by that. Um, think about um, comparing, right? Don't think about anybody else. Think about yourself, right? If you see those qualities in you, go a little deeper in that. Sit still with it. Talk to the God about it. Maybe it's not envy for you, but these are things that are unhealthy, that if we don't look to see where the motive and intention comes, um, it may be difficult for you and I to get through these next few days, right? Next week, God willing, we're going to come back and talk about uh, part two of how to identify, uproot, and destroy envy, right? Um, because um, it's a lot to reflect on, you know. Um, we're going to self-torment. We're going to disturbing the peace. And we're going to perception of reality, right? And um, we want to learn how to destroy it, and we want to learn how to restore our original selves so that we can destroy what envy does. And we haven't even gotten into slavery and how envy comes from other cultures and how they mistreated us and all of that. So it's a lot to be that. Like I said, it's, it's probably going to take a couple episodes. Um, so, but anyway, I want to thank you very much for your time. I know your time is very valuable, and I pray that I didn't waste it. Um, but I do want to leave you with a positive word of inspiration. I'm going to start with what – I'm going to end with what I started with, which is words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I do want you to know that you are loved. I do want you to know that you are unique, you and I both. We're unlike any other person that has ever been created in the universe. You know what I'm saying? I want you to know that you and I are direct descendants of the originator of the heavens and the earth. And how can another God, which is who we are, children of the most high God, hate another God? How can another God be jealous of another God when we're all from the originator? We're expressions of him. How could you hate your brother and sister, right, because of some skill that God gave them? It's misdirected. Right? We've got to do better, right? And it's okay, but that means we've got to look at these things and self-improve so we can have better and healthy communities, decent places to live, right? So 
There's no need to be jealous or envious of anybody's family. He made us all useful. He made us all worthy. He made us all worthwhile, right? We just have to go within, remove the impediments, the weaknesses, the flaws to shine bright like the diamonds we are. So I leave you with this. Struggle means that there is something that you must move against that is a natural impediment to prove yourself. You have to break through that impediment. What flows from that is a creation of oneself that glorifies God. One can never overcome the natural obstacles and impediments to one's growth without faith in God. That tells us that this that is in front of us is not an immovable object. So Jesus said, if you had faith a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to the mountain, be removed, and it would be so. Or you could say to the sycamore tree, be uprooted and be planted in the depth of the sea. Faith in God is the prerequisite to overcome adversity. With a Muslim, we say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of God, the beneficent, the merciful. It is a prayer seeking the help of God to help us in whatever we are engaged in. That comes from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If you like what you heard today, please share it with a couple of your friends. Again, follow us and subscribe and like us on all social media, Maha Millionaire, uh, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Visit our website to be one of our, and sign up to be um, one of our first people who get our upcoming newsletter. Um, sign up for the master classes that I talked about. I promise you it's a game changer, okay, um, for your success to get you active so that you can um, cast out some of these demons that we have. Keep you busy so the devil won't use you at this workshop, right? Um, and also, if you, and most importantly, if you want to support us, you can send a donation to Malika Muhammad, M-A-H-A-L-I-E-K-A, uh, that's cash app, um, dollar sign Malika Muhammad, M-A-H-A-L-I-E-K-A, Muhammad, M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D, or you can visit anchor.fm um, backslash Maha Speaks backslash support and give a donation. I want to thank you very much for your time. Um, I thank you for listening. I am your sister and servant, Mahalaika Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, which simply means peace be unto you. I love you. Remember to do something good for yourself. Remember to treat people how you want to be treated. May Allah bless you. What a wonderful day. Assalamu alaikum. Love you.